You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. at home and they're they're at practices and games and all this stuff going on all day so you're not really home and then they're on the road for several days out of the week like that's tough right that's tough and I mean it's cool that you make a lot of money but like when when like I said my purpose is fatherhood you miss out on a lot of things so I, I I'm glad that I didn't miss out on that um so anyway so yeah so I stuck around um uh, and I uh took maternity leave so I was home for for a few weeks, not as long as I should have been. Uh, I, I went back to work because they needed my help. I should have not and just stayed home. Like I should have committed full time to the decision I made. Like when I left the Mets, I should have just, you know, committed to staying home uh, during that whole you know, maternity leave period, but I didn't. Um, I went back to work and it, me and my wife kind of switched off. And, it, you know, it's crazy those first, first, you know, year <laughs> of not sleeping being up in the middle of the night baby's up you're up uh putting in the bed rocking in the sleep falling asleep in the chair the baby sleep all that stuff right and uh me and my work me and my wife once she finally went to work we worked opposite schedules and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode is like she worked during the day i worked at night so i had the baby during the day she had the baby at night which was cool because coverage for our kid with a parent but that meant we didn't get to spend any time. And so that, that took a little bit of a toll on our relationship. Um, but we, we, you know, we worked our way through it, right. Because we understood why we were doing it. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we did that, uh, you know, and managed it, kind of kept that same schedule for like a couple of years. My wife actually went part-time. She worked three days out of the week. So she was able to be home for two days. So we did get to spend those time, that time together. Um, obviously we made the most of the weekends, um, about two years later, <laughs> uh, my youngest daughter was born, um, again, a C-section quick, we planned it, went in, got her out, boom, we got the Simba situation, right, held up, my oldest daughter was doing, uh, was just break dancing on the floor when her little sister was brought into the room, uh, like a whole thing, right, so, so, that's kind of how the the fatherhood thing started. And, you know, sometimes people ask, like, when I say fatherhood is my purpose, ask, what do I mean? And I I say, I was willing to give up what some people would consider to be their dream. Like when you, when you, when you talk to people in strength and conditioning, uh, you go to like, you go, let's say you go to uh, Cal State San Bernardino, which is right over here. I've, I've spoken at a couple of, uh, I've done a couple of lectures in their, in their classes in the department, uh, University of Laverne, same thing, um, University of Riverside, same thing. Like I've gone and I've given uh, lectures to, to students uh, and interns and people who are, are like in that last semester getting ready to get out of school. And you ask them, you know, what do you, you know, what do you want to, what do you want to do with strength conditioning? Where do you want to go? And they're like, oh, I want to work for a professional team. Right. And so, these people like their dream job is to work for a professional team, a major league team, uh, an NFL team. And I was able to take that opportunity 
right? And that opportunity of what some people would consider the opportunity of a lifetime and completely like have no looking back. Like I, once I said I was done, I was done, was fully committed and never looked back. Like that's why I, like that's how I know how like, and there's obviously since then, right? This has been eight years since then. There's there's other things that have really solidified it for me. But in that moment, as young as I was, like I, I knew that I was making the right decision, right? Like fatherhood was so important to me then that I gave up what was, you know, a dream to live a dream, right? Like <laughs> something that I had thought was a dream, right? I had the opportunity to give that up and actually live in the dream, right? And the dream was to be the father uh, that my children needed, be the father, the best father that I could possibly be, right? And so um, I just dove right in, right? And I've been been locked in ever since. Like right now, uh, you might hear it. I think they might be playing Roblox right now. So they're a little quieter than they normally are. But if you watch any of my videos, unless I put music over them, you hear my kids in the background, right? They are always around. I am always with them. We're always doing something. It's not one of those situations where like when I was coming up, it was like children are to be to be seen and not heard or something like, like my kids live. They live their best life. We live our best life. I make sure that we pour into them everything we possibly can and not just giving them gifts, but giving them knowledge, giving them understanding. Uh, we have like real on level talks and sometimes I have to break it down, you know, to their age, obviously, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to give them the best understanding of the world that they live in um, because that's my purpose. Right. Like, and it's not even about the right now. It's kind of like health and fitness. I heard somebody say this today. Health and fitness is like you, you either pay now or you pay later. Like there's no way around it. Like you either pay now uh, and buy quality foods or get gym memberships or, or do the strenuous work or uh, you know you pay later with poor health and arthritis and uh, you know chronic diseases right it's the same thing with with kids like you pour into them now right like you pour into them when they're young you give them uh, the knowledge that they need you you do all these things that are necessary uh, to for them to grow or you pour into them later when they're older and, and maybe not as successful as you want or having issues, uh, you know, things like that, like that it's going to, it's going to show up. So I'm not just parenting them as children. I'm parenting them as future adults. All right. I talked to, uh, to Greg, Greg Warren about that. Like, we're not just raising kids, we're raising adults. Like the, you have to look at it with the end in mind, like who, what kind of person do I want my child to be? What kind of person do I want them to grow up to be? Who is it that that when people say, um, you know, when they say my daughter's name, what do they what do they envision? What is the image that pops up in their head? And I want to have an impact on that. Right. Um, which is why I do what I do with my kids, which is why I do what I do in my fatherhood programs. Like when I'm working with, with busy dads trying to help them lose weight, it's not because I care about dudes losing weight. Like it's because I understand the impact a father can have on a kid's life. And if that father is living a life more abundantly, then he's going to be able to impact his child's life more abundantly. By doing so, we're able to change the world because as fathers, as men, we are the leaders. And if we can lead effectively with energy, with passion, then we can create a, a, a world uh, you know, that, that has changed from the world we're currently in. And so everything that I do leans back in some way to fatherhood, right? Um, this podcast, my social media, 
um, things I'm doing in the community, even when I was working with athletes, right? Like I, like I said, I worked in a professional level, uh, worked in college, um, but I found my niche, right? The closer I got to children being like babies, like first playing the sport, the better I was, right? Like eight-year-olds, phenomenal, right? Nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds, like I'm, I, that, my real like passion for coaching has always been with the youth, right? Like I could do the professional athletes and I have tons of professional athletes. I actually have some athletes right now uh, that will hopefully be winning gold medals in the next 24 hours. Um, I've got professional athletes that I've worked with who've since retired. I have some that are still playing. I've got college athletes uh, that are up for major awards this year. Um, you know, I've got all these things going on, but the core of it is just the, like being able to be an impact, right? Be an impact in a young person's life, my own kids' lives, helping da other dads be an impact in their kids' lives, uh, you know, being an impact in, in, in my, my athletes' lives as much as I can, because the goal being to change the world and changing the world through impact in children's lives. Um, so I'm just kind of freestyling this thing, man. I had some bullet points and some things I wanted to talk about, but like, I just wanted to really hammer down that, that, <laughs> that Marvel-like origin story where I came from and how I, how I started with this whole fatherhood thing, because people have been asking me, um, you know, why are you going so hard for fatherhood? You know, why, why, why not just make it, why not just have a business podcast? People love business podcasts. And that's what people keep saying. I'm like, well, it's dope. And right. Dudes do business. Like the guys that I've talked to are phenomenal in business. Like they're crushing it in business, but like they're fathers first. Right. I'm pretty sure every guy I talk to would give up that business for their kid. Right. Like, so the business part of it is really cool because we're all interested in how to make money. But the reason we're interested in how to make money is because we want to provide for our kids. We want to make sure that they have what they need to have. We want to make sure we leave a legacy. Part of being a man and being a father is to be a provider. And you may not be the, necessarily the breadwinner in your family, but you provide, right? You protect. And in order to do that, you got to have a little bit of money. And so the business part of it is dope but the fatherhood part of it is, it's just special. It's just special. Like it's a special title. Like not everybody gets to be called dad, right? Like you might be the baby's father or baby's daddy or something like that. Right. But when, when, a, when a child looks at you with those kid eyes and they say, daddy, like, it's funny to be in a, in a grocery store or at a park or at the, you know, at the pool or something like that. And you hear a little kid saying daddy and all the dudes turn around and look, it's like, it's like that, that it's like a dog whistle man it, it's something that like and everybody when they turn is like like is their kid you know and there's something super special about it um anyway so I'm, I'm gonna wrap this one up um just wanted to make sure i got something on here for for this week that you know solo episode um i'm gearing up for some big interviews uh, hopefully that uh, you know you guys uh are excited as, as excited about them as i am because some really good guests um, I'm, I'm excited to dive into some information with them, uh, fatherhood, business, uh, and, and other things. Um, but yeah, man, stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, for those of you that haven't yet, there's a couple things before I go. Um, one, if you aren't already following the podcast on in social media, uh, Forfeit Fatherhood at Forfeit Fatherhood on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, same thing. Um, you can follow me at, you can call me coach on pretty much every social media. Um, 
you know, wherever you're streaming the podcast, YouTube page, right? If you're watching this, uh, you may make sure you, you like and subscribe. Um, if you're following this on, or you're listening to it on uh, whatever media streaming thing, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, like whatever it is, Stitcher, Anchor, all those things, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, the Seven Steps to Being Healthy and Fit, that ebook that I wrote, uh, for those of you guys that are interested in getting fit but don't necessarily want to work out, um, there's seven steps to being healthy and fit that actually don't involve working out. Um, that book, that ebook, you can find. Uh, I'll put a link on on the YouTube here, and then uh, if you follow me somewhere else on social media, it'll be a link in my profile, and you guys can grab that. Um, the the Dad Bot to Father Figure program. I'm going to be opening that back up. Uh, at the end of this month, so August August first, uh, we're taking in a new group of guys. We'll probably take in another five to ten guys. Um, I like to keep it small so we can really have some focused attention um, on each group. Um, but that'll be opening back up. So for those of you guys that are interested, just DM me. Right, I'll get you the information um, so you guys can get in there and, and and you got two two things or three things you want to work on. Yeah, they're going to you know, lock in your fitness program. You already have something, but you really want to lock it in and make sure you, you know and understand what you're eating and how you're exercising. You want to shed some, shed some weight, right? Um, again, meal plan, exercises, accountability, all that. Uh, or you want to bulk up, you want to put on some muscle, you want to get jacked. Um, that option is there for you as well. So, you know, kind of whatever you're looking for in terms of training, um, that's available for you. Meal plan with it. Uh, accountability group. Like I said, we'll take on probably a small group of maybe five to 10 guys um, and just really like really dig in. The last group of guys uh, averaged 30 pounds down um, and got, you know, got pretty jacked at the same time, which was really exciting. Uh, the group before that, same thing, man. We're, we're, we're kind of striking like lightning right now. The, the average weight loss is 25 to 30 pounds. Like we're in that 25 to 30 pound range and everybody's looking jacked, man. So it's, it's been working really well. Um, for you guys that are interested, you know, like I said, DM me, I'll get you the details. We'll get you set up. Anyway, that's it for today. I am uh, going to sign off. I, I, like I said, when I, when I talk to you guys next week, um, I'll have a guest with me. Um, and I'm excited for it, man. I'm super excited for this and I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. Now, look, I know you're excited to get back to the podcast, but I just really quickly want to bring up to you guys, uh, Potential Performance is having that huge sale on the uh, post-pandemic parent performance program. Uh, it was normally 199, um, got all the way down to 47 bucks. What you get is, is four weeks, uh, 28 day challenge, um, four Monday challenges, uh, four workouts a week, um, a complete meal plan for all seven days of the week for all 28 days. Uh, there's a Facebook group. There's weekly coaching calls. Um, there's tons and tons of stuff loaded up in this thing. I mean, it's a killer deal. So uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, look down below. There'll be a link for it. If you're listening to the podcast, it'll be somewhere in the show notes. If you're not sure where to go, go ahead. If you're following me on Instagram at you can call me coach, the link is in the bio. Uh, and there's more information there for you. So uh, again, potential for performance, post-pandemic parent performance program, no longer 197, only 47 bucks. Click the link wherever you're at and uh, join on up.
What's going on, y'all? Another <clears throat> episode of the Four Fifth Fatherhood Podcast. Uh, another solo episode, and uh, just want to kind of get on here, man, and give you guys my origin story. Somebody said, you know, that fatherhood was your purpose. Uh, you know, how did that? How did that start? How did that begin? So, 2011, 2011, I uh, I took a job. I was working at a, a high school strength conditioning coach at a high school, coaching football and, and various other sports, but then working with the, within the weight room with all the athletes. Um, and I, so I took a job with the New York Mets, which was kind of like a, a fluke. Like I sent my, my, uh, my resume, uh, it's actually, I was working at the place that I just stopped working at as kind of like part-time I was working at EM part-time. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of working with some pro guys, pro baseball guys, uh, over there, um, and kind of word got back uh, to the coordinator with the Mets, like through, somebody knew somebody, right. It's always that way, right. Somebody knew somebody, uh, heard, heard about me, um, and asked me to apply. So I sent my, my, uh, my resume in, you know, I did the, the normal stuff, sent my resume in like I was supposed to. Um, and this is in like January, December, January. Um, I think it, it had to be cause we were on break from school at that time. Cause I was working at the high school. So we're on break. Um, and then I didn't hear anything until like February. Like, so like almost a whole month went by, no reply. So in my mind, I'm like, ah, they went with somebody else. They, you know, they found a better person um, to kind of take the job, which was cool because I had a job and I had a part-time job and I had a nice little, little equation. Actually, I had three jobs. I was working at the high school. Uh, I was working at EM part-time and I was a property manager for the, the apartment complex that I lived at. Um, so I had three things going on. I wasn't really pressed to do the, the strength conditioning thing with a mess, but I thought it was a good opportunity that I shouldn't pass up. Um, so end of January comes, I get a call from the assistant coordinator. Um, and he, he's like, yeah, we're interested in, you know, in you, you know, uh, coming on, we'll do like a phone interview. Uh, he kind of asked me some questions. He was like, it sounds real good, man. I'm gonna put you through to the next guy. You should get a, another call soon. So it's end of January, right? February, like mid to late February, I finally get that call. Again, I'm thinking, uh, you know, I didn't make it. They found somebody else. Mid to late February, I get the call, um, talk to the coordinator, uh, a great, great guy by the name of Nitro. Um, still talk to him to this day. Super, super cool individual. Very intense, but but really knows his stuff and a great like family guy, which is actually pretty cool. I might have to get him on the podcast. Um, anyway, interview with him. He likes me. He's like, I got to talk to the HR uh, person um, and then we'll get things figured out. Mid-February, right? March 7th is my birthday. Uh, so right around my birthday, I get another call finally from the HR guy. Like, hey, yeah, we want to extend your position. Um, at this point, I had already planned a, a trip with my family, with my wife, actually. My wife and some friends to go to Hawaii. And they're like, hey, yeah, we, uh, we got it planned. We want to uh, we want to get you out here, but we need you out here um, ASAP. So I'm like, well, I've already got this trip planned to Hawaii. I already paid for it. Um, you know, is there any way we could push it back? And they're like, yeah, sure. Go to your trip, whatever, right? Go to the trip, go to Hawaii. Uh, had a great time. Coming back, the flight gets delayed, right? So we haven't stayed at night. lucky us uh finally get home enough time now to pack my bags almost literally go home pack my bags and then turn around go right back to the 
cook. And then you watch baseball for like 10 hours, <laughs> right? Um, and I like baseball, but not that much, right? Especially if I'm not playing. So it's, and that's every day, like every day, Monday through Sunday with an off day here or there. But like you understand the baseball season, there's a lot of games, right? There's nearly no off time. From the time you get to spring training until the time the season is over, it's literally every day of the same thing, okay? Um, so that kind of wore on me. Uh, the other part was like it's six months out of the year. I was away from home. The other come home uh i'm home for a few months enjoying life you know uh considering you know what the next opportunities are they're telling me i'm gonna be moving up uh to double a to double a spot i was in rookie ball so that's kind of a big jump that's three levels up so i was excited about it um we me and my wife go on a trip to tahoe right around thanksgiving time with some friends um and we find out she's pregnant right and so right around this time, the, the Mets are calling me too, because there's a, there's some fall ball that's coming up and they also want me to go to the Dominican for a month to work with the team out there. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm interested in doing this because it's going to advance my career. But at the same time, finding out my wife is pregnant is like, I really want to be around for that too. Like I, I definitely didn't want it to be a situation where she was going through the pregnancy by her. So my first child uh, and, and at that point, it was we were considering it being our only child. I was going to miss out on that opportunity to be there and be around. So I had to really start to kind of weigh the options there. I told them I didn't want to do fall ball, and they were cool with it. And, you know, they're starting to send me emails about like planning and where I'm. Uh, yeah, so they're starting to send me stuff about spring training and where I'm going to stay, uh, getting all that stuff set up. You know, we have condos and things we stay in when we're out there. And, uh, you know, I call my coordinator and I talk to him and I had to just be honest, like, man, I, my wife is pregnant. We're having a, our first kid and I just can't see missing the entire pregnancy, like her going to the doctor visits by herself, her uh, finding out the sex of the baby by herself, the ultrasound pictures by herself. And like, I don't get to experience any of that. Right. So, I, you know, I made the tough decision, which I, I don't regret. And I say this all the time. I don't regret it at all. Um, the opportunity was amazing, but, but I would never trade all of the opportunities I got to spend uh, during that pregnancy and, and with my wife, with our first child for anything. Right. And so uh, I end up, you know, telling them that I no longer want to work there. By that time I was, I was back working at EM kind of full time. Um, and so I just fully embraced the role of fatherhood. Right. Uh, I was, I was, you know, super supportive husband during the pregnancy as much, as much support as I could possibly give. Um, and then the pregnancy went long, right? It was a 10-month pregnancy. 
Um, our daughter was a week or two late. Uh, then my wife uh, was in, in labor for like 38 or 39 hours. Um, and then, which is the whole, that whole thing is crazy, right? First of all, baby's supposed to be here a certain day. Baby doesn't come. It's supposed to be here on our, our anniversary or like right around that weekend, right? Um, or something. No, I think that's my second daughter's with their anniversary. Anyway, so baby's supposed to come. Doesn't come, right? So now we're waiting. The doc's like, yo, we'll give you a week. Week turns into 10 days. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to be a father. At some point, it's just taking forever. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, labor starts to go to the hospital and she's in labor for 39 hours. Now, you talk about strength. Dude, I, I can't imagine being in, let's just say, let's, fellas, just for, for a reference, right? We've all in the middle of the night woken up with a Charlie horse, right? Your, your, your hamstring locks up, feels like you've been shot in your leg. You fall out of the bed, you scream in pain, right? You're trying to stretch, straighten out your leg, you're pulling your toes, trying to stretch, right? I can't imagine that times a thousand for 38 hours, right? And that's why I say my wife is, is stronger than me. Like I couldn't have handled it. Uh, they would have had to, you know, put me out of my misery. Um, but eventually uh, she did get the epidural, but they still didn't help. They were still waiting for the baby to come out. We ended up having to do a C-section, um, which meant that I, uh, you know, I actually, you know, was kind of in the room, um, but like that, that magic moment, right? And we all have been there, those of you that are listening and that were able to be there during that time is when they, when they pull them out, pull the baby out and get to see it for the first time. And I always think about like the Lion King, right? Where like Rafiki's holding up Simba, like, yeah. So like they pull the baby out and they kind of pull it over the top of the sheet and lay them on your, on your wife. And, uh, you know, baby cries for the first time and they look gross. It was like all slimy. Let's keep it real. They look terrible. They're slimy and gray and there's stuff all over them. And they like, their eyes are all shut and the face is all smashed up. And like <laughs> but something about it was like a beautiful thing. Like uh, in the last episode, uh, I think JF, JF Whitehead was saying that it was like surreal. There's something special about seeing the birth of someone birthed from you, like someone you created. It's like seeing yourself, right? Because that, that kid, that baby, you know, that person looks like you in some way, even though they're a baby. Um, it's like seeing yourself being born. And that's like that interesting moment where like time still, and no matter how tough you are, you're as soft as a uh, wet paper towel in that moment. And uh, I cried like real big dog tears, uh, you know, I, I pulled it back together though. Uh, you know, I hold them and I held her and then, you know, they cleaned her up and, and, and it was just, you know, it was an amazing experience that I would have missed had I not been, um, been home. And I just can't imagine, like, I, I'm, you know, obviously I would have, I would have flown back uh, to be there, but then like, because the pregnancy was extended and then the 30th, like, I don't know how much time they would have been willing to give me. Like I would have had to take off two weeks of the season. And then once the baby was born, they would expect me to come back. There's not like maternity leave in the middle of the season. Like dog, you got to get back here and get back to work. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I passed up on the opportunity to stay with the Mets and they actually offered, you know, once everything kind of settled, for me to come back the following season. And I was just like, for the same reason, man, I can't, I can't miss six months of my child's life every year. Um, and then like, 
even and, and I, that's why I commend the professional athletes. Um, and for some of them, they're for baseball. Dudes are on the road all the time, right? Like they're home, but then they're 